Hello and welcome to Minter Dialogue, episode number 192. Today is Sunday the 24th of April 2016, and this interview is with Simon Sproul, CMO at Aston Martin. It's a truly iconic brand, and in this podcast we discuss the impact that digital has had on the company and on its marketing. We explore the recent Formula One partnership with Red Bull. Simon also shares with us insights on how Aston Martin looks after and works to engage its affluent customers, as well as the legion of fans. I'm also happy to say that this podcast is part of a series that's been sponsored by Tracker, an influencer relationship management platform. Tracker helps brands plan and execute their influencer program end-to-end. It will help you identify key influencers in your sector, monitor in real-time their activity to optimize your engagement, measure your impact, and manage your relationship with these influencers over time. Tracker works with leading global brands across sectors that include luxury, beauty, and fashion. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Minter Dialogue podcast, where we discuss brand marketing with a focus on all things digital. I am Minter Dial, your host and author of The Mindset, that's M-Y-N-D-S-E-T dot com, where branding gets personal. You'll find the show notes to the blog for the upcoming interview. Let's cut to the quick and enjoy the show. So Simon Spruill, it's great to have you on the show. We've been looking to set this up for quite a while, haven't we? We have, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's hard to pin down schedules these it days. It is. It's for everybody. So, Simon, tell us uh, who you are, what you're doing at Aston Martin, and what's your mindset? So, uh, I, I joined Aston Martin uh, about 18 months ago, uh, in uh, late 2014. Um, I'm, the, I'm the chief marketing officer and, uh, and uh, a VP of the company. Um, my role covers um, uh, it's an integrated uh, communications uh, function at Aston. So although I've got the title of CMO, um, uh, we we cover in, in my in the function that I run uh, everything from traditional marcoms, so above the line, below the line, CRM, um, events, shows, sponsorship, and. and and so forth, but it also includes the uh, the below line areas, PR, uh, internal communications, uh, and, and so forth. So, so and I'm you know very passionate uh, advocate of of, uh, of integrated communication. So that's that's the, the principal role. It's global. We're headquartered in Gaden, uh, which is a small little village in in Warwickshire, not, not far from Stratford on Avon, about two hours from London. Uh, for context, for people who don't know the UK. Um, and uh, this is a, this is an integrated facility here where we build the cars, we design the cars, engineer the cars. Uh, so my office is one minute's walk from the production line. Um, so my uh, so my uh, my mindset is is um, uh, very. I, I'm a, a natural optimist, um, and my mindset is always brightened every day I come to work uh, because I walk through a uh, through a lobby full of beautiful cars. Um, and any time I'm uh, feeling like I need a, a boost, uh, I take that one-minute walk to the production line, and I walk the line, and I see what customers are ordering, and, and uh, I see our beautiful cars being made, handcrafted by uh, the men and women of Aston Martin. So well, uh, it's a uh, it's a wonderful place to uh, to, to to work. I, I mean, you know, obviously there's. For those of us who've been in the car industry, as I have, it's impossible not to know a lot about, not to say not to love Aston Martin. 
It's it's such a gorgeous brand. How would you describe the brand uh, for those of the, you know from the inside? Because you're you're on the inside. How do you describe the brand? Well, if you start with it, if you, you know, a couple of couple of sort of facts, I guess help you, you, you establish it. So we're 103 years old. Um, we've produced in the in those 103 years uh, around about 80,000 cars, um, and. That probably is would take Toyota or Volkswagen Group about four or five days to produce. Right. So uh, you know we 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 we're, we're very small by by motor industry standards. You know, so three and a half to four thousand cars a year at the moment. Uh, we've we we peaked in the past at, at about seven and a half thousand in an industry that sells. That's an annual rate in an industry that sells about eighty million cars a year. So Aston Martin's very. Very small. We compete in the luxury sports segment of, of the uh, of the global car market. The brand itself, um, we don't really have a tagline, but but we have three words that we think describe the brand uh, quite well, which is power, uh, beauty, and soul. And um, I, I think design, which reflects the beauty part of that, that, that you know that, that, those three words. Our designs are timeless, and they're appreciated. Um, you don't have to have grown up in the UK and have loved James Bond to appreciate an Aston Martin. It's a it's a, a thing of beauty, um, whether it's a you know a DB5 or or, or our new DB11. So they have a timeless beauty and elegance to them. Uh, um, we would um, we would hope that people uh, have an affection. For the brand, we certainly feel that way when we're out and about and we're meeting people, we're driving the cars around. There's a sort of warmth towards Aston Martin, which is uh, something that we value very highly. You know, we don't, there aren't many customers uh, out there. There's only, well, slightly less than 80,000 because 95% of our cars are still in existence. So 5% have disappeared, but, but net, net, there aren't that many. You know, to be an Aston Martin owner is, is to be part of a fairly exclusive club. But we have, if you look at our Facebook uh, followers, it's six, six and a half million uh, people that that, that that you know follow us just on Facebook alone. So it's a brand that, that engenders, I think, a lot of respect and warmth and affection. And uh, even though we are producing cars in in the highest segment of the market in terms of price and power and uh, technology and so forth, um, you know, we welcome that eight-year-old boy or girl onto our stand at the motor show and, you know, hopefully give them a poster and, you know, make them feel part of the family. So, uh, so I think hopefully, hopefully people feel there's not only a warmth to, 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 to the product, there's a beauty to the product, but there's also a warmth to, to, to the company and how we, uh, um, how we respect our fans as well as obviously respecting and, and valuing our owners. So that in essence, well, that was a long no, summary of the ground. I guess that's a, that's a long elevator ride. It's a long elevator. <laughs> to say. But, I, but I think you know, the the the, the, the I've sort of ridden right across power, beauty, and soul. Um, soul is that warmth. Soul is that human aspect. Soul is the fact that we only have one robot in our factory. Oh, you yeah, know, soul I, is the fact that, that the cars are handcrafted here in Warwickshire. So um, it's uh, yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful product uh, with a, a lot of. Uh, um, a lot of human warmth to it. Well, and a lot of stories to tell. I mean, you know, not beyond James Bond. Or actually, I think I wanted to share this with you. Uh, my godfather, 
owned for something like five years the James Bond, uh, the one, the, the mythical one with the little spoons at the underneath the, um, the rearview mirror and, and all that. He owned that for five years and he sold it. And two years later, um, it was sold for something like 10, 10 times the amount he sold it for. But, it, you, know, it was, you know, the collector's items and the stories you must hear around the 95% that still have their cars, the cars are still in circulation. And the, the people who rode in them, and it's a beautiful thing. So um, you guys are, are, are obviously got a lot of um, heritage and, and the age story. How has digital impacted uh, Aston Martin? Because obviously, uh, let's say back 108 years ago, um, there weren't so much of that. So how has that come, up, come across for you guys? Well, I think, I, I think like any brand, um, regardless of, of segment, sector or industry, um, I think digital for me is a channel. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's, I don't, I, I think increasingly we're not going to talk about digital as a thing because it's all around us and it's, it's, you know, it, it's, it's a bit like talking, like talking about air or water in, a, yeah. in that sense. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think it's really the, the, the interesting part is how we, tell our story um, online, um, through social media, uh, through engagement, and so forth. Um, and it's, it's, it, you know, it's obviously an important part of, of any brand's uh, communication portfolio. So you know, I'll give you an example. We recently introduced the new DB11, it's an all-new sports car, uh, and you know, we... Uh, also invested in, in in creating a new configurator, which allows anybody to go online and to play with what their car could look like: mm-hmm. color, trim, materials, wheels. So you can you can you can effectively build your own car. And uh, the we we felt that was a necessary investment in the latest generation of technology. Uh, working with great partners, uh, you know, WPP Group, and uh, you know, very immersive experience, multi-screen enabled, and the reaction has been very positive. Um, so clearly, being having having a credible online presence, whether it's the ability to configure your your, your next car, or you know, interesting content that's that's put through social media channels or on our website and so forth. Uh, it, it, it's you know, it, like I said, it's like air and water. It, it, you, you know, we have to be there. So, the critical thing for me is the content, the storytelling, because in the end, digital is just just said, just a channel. So, it's what are we saying, and 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 is it interesting and engaging to our to our to our audience? And as an overlay to that, um, I still we we still come back to the fact that. Uh, when you're buying, when you're in the market for a car like an Aston Martin, it's increasingly important. Uh, I think in this in this segment of the market that you you see and touch uh, the car uh, before you buy it. So it's still there's still a very personal element and a very physical element to 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 buy a car like an Aston Martin. So digital should be engaging, interesting, stimulating, rewarding, and so forth. But ultimately, we want digital to be a a part of the journey. That clearly needs to involve, um, you know, uh, seeing the car, sitting in the car, driving the cars, coming to the factory, 
um, going to the dealer, etc. So it's a it's an online offline world, I guess. It most certainly is. So in in in, the, in that you guys are obviously in the high end luxury area. Typically, and I work with lots of luxury companies. The issue is the so the democratic component of this channel that you say. So you've got six and a half million fans on Facebook. You've got uh, a six-year-old getting a configurator and doing up his thing with you know swash wheels and so on. But these are not exactly customers, and you know, and how many of them are to become? So how do you justify that kind of an investment? Uh, like the configurator or the amount of time you spend on Facebook when so many of these people are obviously, let's say, aspirational at best? Oh, because I, I absolutely, it's absolutely essential to respect your fan base. Um, you know, you ask any, any celebrity. Um, you know, uh, so for us, it's, 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 it's you know, there, there, is, there, is a spe- there, there are a specific set of communication um, communications that we need uh, and want to make with with prospective owners, but there are also a specific set of communications we want to make to our fans. Um, and you know, without the affection and respect of six and a half million plus people around the world for Aston Martin, um, you know, we may not have a business. Um, it is you know, it, it is in a sense the fan base, the people that, that love our brand because of the way the cars look or the way the cars sound or or so forth, or they're a fan of James Bond, or whatever it might be. Um, they're the ones that give the brand, I think, in, in my view, they, they, they give the brand uh, some legitimacy, um, and they, in a sense, make the brand relevant. Um, and that's why we're so keen to ensure that the next generation, um, the millennials, you know, uh, are, 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 are also going to fall in love with the, with, with, with the cars and, and whether they buy them or not. You know, I've got a separate task to do to talk directly to the people that are in market for our product. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, that's one part of my day job. The second half, part of my day job is, 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 is respecting our fan base and delivering them content and access to the brand. Uh, and, you know, we, 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 internally, we call it the Goldilocks strategy. Um, so we want to, 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 to have those communications just right, um, for our fan base. And we, we want to invite people into, to, to, to the Aston Martin family. We want to make them feel welcomed. We want to engage with them and give them cool stuff to watch and, and to do. But there is a, a level of exclusivity of our brand and there, are th- and there should be, um, access to our brand that's reserved only for people that buy our cars. And it's finding that balance, and, and that's what we, we, we work with every every day. And so, I, um, yeah. and I imagine Simon, in the times where you had the seven and a half thousand, there was a because the end of the day, that sounds like you know almost like a mass brand for you guys <laughs> compared to you know your more exclusive uh, series and, and uh, runs. But some luxury companies go down the route of well, we need to create some tchotchkes for the the, the lower base so that they can participate in it. Well, how do you do you do you try to cross that Kyber pass? I mean, because you know, making a an Aston Martin that only costs twenty five thousand pounds not going to happen. But you know, making a keychain that's available. So, how do you you know? Is there a, a, a conscious desire to have the acquisition start earlier as well, or not? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, we and and you know, you can buy an Aston Martin keychain or or a pen set or a T shirt. So. 
Um, and, and you can buy in, in several different flavors. We have a, a, a fantastic partnership with Hackett. You know, they're, they're a global partner of ours. Um, we have specific merchandise and, and baseball caps and things uh, that, 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 that uh, are related to Aston Martin Racing, uh, so our endurance uh, race program. And, you know, starting this year, obviously, our relationship with Red Bull Racing and Formula One, so we're, we're an innovation partner of the, of the Formula One team. So you can wear the wings in the F1 paddock now, oh. uh, which is which is kind of cool. So we're working with Red Bull and and uh, and Puma and others to to uh, to enable Aston Martin fans who love Red, uh, who love um, Formula One sure. to, to to get a piece of the action there. So yeah, I mean we we, we absolutely do um, we, we we do need to to, to support that market. So um, why don't we yeah, just jump how, in? How we how we do it is obviously the key question, and with with we need to make sure clearly that the Product that we're selling is 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 high quality, hence working with partner uh, partners like Hackett, uh, and it's a reflection of the of the brand. So there's there's some filters that need to be applied uh, clearly. So let's let's jump in on the Formula One story because that obviously caught my attention. Uh, it was just really a couple of months ago that I saw that going across that you'd done that uh, agreement with Red Bull to go back into it. And uh, so tell us a little bit about the, the motivation to get into this uh, innovation partnership with them. Well, I, you know, the, the, um, the starting point actually wasn't Formula One. The starting point was the desire uh, by Adrian Newey, um, you know, the world's most successful Formula One designer, uh, to create a car. Um, and that you know, neatly coincided. He's had to wait a long time for it because I think he's been dreaming of this uh, from memory. I think he said he was he was dreaming of this when he was you know a small boy. So he's 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 waited a, a while to to realise his dream. Uh, and 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 the coincidental uh, desire for us to look for the next generation of of, of hypercar. Um, you know, we had the one seven seven a few years ago. Got the Vulcan today. And we were looking for okay, what's what's next? What's going to be the next very extreme? Uh, Aston Martin, and you know, we got together with with uh, with Adrian, with Christian Horner at, at Rebel Racing, and started to discuss. Uh, you know, is there a project here? Is there a project that can combine the uh, technology um, and the aerodynamic? Um, uh, I would say the aerodynamic. Well, I guess it's in, in a sense technologies, but but but, but the aerodynamic philosophy. Of Adrian Newey, um, his design uh, sensibilities as it relates to downforce, as it relates to to to, to very fast cars, combined with um, you know the Aston Martin power, beauty, and soul. And is there is there is, is there is there a project there where we can bring these forces together? And and, and there was. And, and what's remarkable is you know the level of sort of synergy of thinking. Uh, between Marek Reitman, who's our chief creative officer, and and and, and uh, Adrian Newey, uh, and the project has really come together very well. Uh, it's you know I've, I've been privileged enough to to see some of the early work on the car, and it's staggering. Um, and and so we 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 got that project going first, and that was the most important part of this. Um, now, when you when you're going into the market with a uh, a very extreme car that, that marries the technology um, of a of Formula One with with the handcrafted, you know, power, beauty, and soul of Aston Martin. Part of the attraction of that is that F1 story, that F1 technology, um, and so it was a very natural 
sort of second conversation that moved from, you know, Merrick and Adrian co-creating a stunning new hypercar across to, well, Aston Martin, you know, and, and, and Red Bull could learn a lot from each other, carbon composites, exotic materials, aerodynamics, you know, uh, and so on and so forth. And so it was a very natural flow through to say, well, maybe we should become also a partner of the Formula One team. And that's, and that's why, you know, a, a few weeks back in Australia, uh, at the at the first race of the year in Melbourne, you know, it was a very proud moment. We, we had Aston, Aston Martin wings on a Formula One car for the first time in over fifty years, um, and 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 just more recently at the Shanghai Grand Prix, um, you know, the Aston Martin wings effectively were on the podium uh, when 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 Daniel Kvyat scored a third place at the Shanghai Grand Prix. So uh, tremendous for our brand, great global expo- exposure. Um, we're not splashed all over the car. We're an innovation partner, and I think our branding reflects right. um, reflects that. And um, what about you know, the we, choice? We like the Red Bull guys a lot, and it's, it's a it's a great fit. And, and we're you know we're we're also not far away from each other. They're, they're across in Milton Keynes. We're in <laughs> Gaydon. We're about an hour apart. So um, yeah, we're, we're we're good partners. There's a lot of common thinking uh, between the two. Uh, to the two organizations. So for me, it was obvious Aston Martin's benefit for, for the Red Bull team. Where it was less obvious for me, it was Red Bull's benefit back to you. Oh, good Lord. I mean, you only have to, uh, to, to, to go around the, uh, the Red Bull, I call it factory. I mean, it's, it's really their technology center in, in Milton Keynes um, to look at the technology that's employed in creating a Formula One car um, and uh, you immediately see, and you, you know, our engineers have been there. You know, design team. Uh, there's an awful lot of very interesting learnings, particularly for us as a low volume, high end, um, you know, sports car manufacturer that's also using a lot of exotic materials. You know, a, a, a lot is often made. You know, is a really a connection between Formula One and road cars because. A Formula One car is effectively a permanently prototyped product. It's, it's iterating uh, all the time. Um, and how does that relate back to a car that has to pass, you know, uh, bumper crash tests, requirements, and emission tests, and so on and so forth? And yes, F1 is at the extremes of engineering, um, and you know, you could argue has more in common with. Yeah, space rocket or a fighter jet or something that it does with a road car, but the. The way of the way of working and the way of exploring interesting uses of technology and, and composites and exotic materials and, and aerodynamics, I think for us as a brand is is, is terrific. So, so I was actually uh, sorry, Simon. I was thinking more about the brand Red Bull as opposed to the technology. Ah, well, probably uh, then. Uh, yeah, my, well, my answer uh, my answer is is uh, was effectively a Freudian slip as to how we the relationship actually. Is that that you know I'm the CMO of the company, so yes, you you're probably thinking what I care about is is, is stickers on a car. Um, <laughs> you know, we were very conscious going into this that that it had to be rooted in authenticity. Uh-huh. So hence, it didn't start with an F1 discussion; it started with a hypercar discussion. The hypercar discussion moved across to a, a Formula One partner discussion, and then you know you end up on on you know, with with the team. Now, as it relates back to brand, well, look, you know. If you look at the great brands around the world, and I think Aston Martin clearly is, is, is one of them, but if you look at some of the other great global brands around the world outside of our industry, 
uh, I, I've, I've long been a huge fan of Red Bull. Um, it, it is, I think, arguably still the leader in the content creation space and the way they go to market and the way they create engagement and excitement and the way they play that in the real world with physical events where mm-hmm. people can go and see stuff and do stuff and then they, they parlay that to their, to their fan base. So, um, you know, they are, um, excuse the pun, a hugely energetic company, um, hugely creative, very innovative. Their Formula One team is, is um, completely aligned with, with, with their brand, but, mm-hmm. but, but it's a specific entity. Um, so so you, know, you, 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 combine, you combine all that together, and I think you've got a very dynamic, powerful, energetic brand um, that uh, married to where, where we're taking Aston Martin. Um, you know, it's, a, it's a great fit, a lot of fun along the way. All right, so... Um, Simon, with regard to your customers, now the, these are the, the luxurious, uh, wealthy, or let's say a nicer word, affluent uh, purchasers of your cars. How has this channel digital impacted the way uh, that they interact with you? Uh, I'm, I'm really curious to see, I mean, has this changed your customer service, uh, your, af- your after service, your pre-service? How, how would you describe the, the impact uh, that digital has had on it? Well, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the uh, you know, back to, to our earlier part of the conversation, I mean, clearly, you know, uh, engagement online uh, is, is, is critical for any brand to, to have, uh, in any brand's relationship with its customers. But even, even, even I mean, what, I'm, what I wanted to focus in on these 1,000, 2,000 cars that have been purchased every year, that's not an enormous number of people. And I'm just wondering where where is what channels are being used the most? I mean, are we going? You know, like are we uh, Snapchat and, and SMS because of exclusivity and privacy, or you know, is Facebook a, a part of it? Um, well, I think the the what what drives our our digital engagement is is uh, with our customers is is now the introduction of of uh, latest generation CRM. Uh, engagement technologies. Mm. Um, you know, we, we, we are a, a people business and we want that personal relationship and we want that personal relationship to be, you know, our dealers obviously have a primary role in that, but increasingly uh, customers want both the interface with their local dealer and they want the relationship with us as a manufacturer. That's, that's, that's part of what, you know, when you buy into a luxury brand, you want a, a relationship with with the uh, with, with with the producer. Um, so, for example, we've implemented uh, Salesforce uh, just in the last quarter of last year, and you know we went with Salesforce as a high tech company, cloud based, always iterating their product, um, and we needed a very sophisticated engine to run uh, what, what. And we have big ambitions for our our customer uh, engagement program and customer development program. So we needed the latest technology to help us run that, and Salesforce has been a, an awesome partner in helping us do that. You overlay that, however, with the personal touch. And that's, and that, that's more so again, t- telephone calls. Again, that's, that's where you get to. So the technology enables you to be smart. The technology enables you to be efficient. The technology enables you to be predictive, 
to 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 be one step ahead. You hope to be not obnoxiously in your consumers, you know, customers' face, but 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 there when they need you, and and not there when they don't. Um, but in the end, it is an enabler to to personal interaction because we sell sell we sell a physical thing, so, and we make it in a physical place that people visit. So technology enabling that 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 the, the, the richness the richer personal experience then then i think that's a win-win for everybody simon another area that uh, i just maybe we can just finish on is um working with influencers because i uh, that's something I, i've had the experience with in a number of other luxury areas and uh, obviously you know there are celebrities what's aston martin's approach to dealing with influencers and and how they you know impact your customer base well, I think you know this is a this is a very interesting topic for for brands in general, right? And and the whole notion of brand ambassadors and and, and working with people that that, that um, have an interest to 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 be associated with your brand or to promote your brand. Um, we 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 we're not we're not frankly interested in in uh, a traditional brand ambassador type of of, of relationship with 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 um, uh, with anybody. Um, we are absolutely interested to work with individuals and groups that um, have a similar mindset to us and want to work with us to, 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 to do cool things and, and create beautiful products. Um, and so for us, what, what, what good looks like in this space is relationships which add value to our customers relationships that, that, that create new, new exciting opportunities um, and relationships that, that, that are symbiotic, that are two-way. Uh, what, we, you know, what we're not looking for is to take a, a well-known face and simply write them a check and have them say, well, I, I love Aston Martin, yeah. but brackets, uh, oh, they wrote me a check to say that. That's, yeah. that's, and, and next year I'm going to like someone else. Right, that's totally not authentic, and 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 I would absolutely absolutely rather not do that at all. Um, so we have we have a very interesting relationship. Is it is it you know we we're, we're super discreet uh, with our owner base, and we have we're lucky enough to have very many notable people who are owners of the cars, and and we uh, absolutely never trade off that. Um, and we have many of them visit us at the factory, and and they can and they know they can come here and not be bothered. And not be uh, tweeted about, uh, and they can come here and, and, and enjoy their cars and enjoy seeing the factory and, and, and looking at the designs and, and, and um, meeting the team. And that's a, that's absolutely how it should be. They should feel this is a, a, a safe, private place where they can come. But who, um, who are the there are people we have a relationship with that, that is more public, and, and and one example of that is is Serena Williams. Uh, and and you know she's a very creative individual herself, and we're working on some creative projects with her. So she's not a brand ambassador for us; she is a, uh, I would say, a, 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 a co-creator uh, with us, and, and we're we're you know, developing that relationship uh, all the time. But when you look at the other uh, clients, are there are there people that they listen to in particular that influence them? I'm not saying you need to go after them, but you know, opinion leaders are, are there people that they actually legitimately will be influenced by, or are they all of you know cats with their own minds? Um, I think, well, actually, you know, uh, in this in this market uh, space, uh, the segment, uh, I, I think the wonderful thing is none of our customers are alike. 
Um, and they, you know, they, they're very, they're very successful, uh, free thinking, uh, smart, uh, people. Uh, and I don't think they need a famous person to tell them that the company is good or the brand is nice or the cars are pretty or whatever it might be. Um, they can figure that out for themselves. Mm. Um, so again, and I think, you know, it, it, it always centers back to, it's the same as the discussion on Formula One, it always centers back to authenticity. Mm. And, so, and are, you, are, you, are you delivering an authentic product or are you, are, are you being true to your brand? So Simon, I promised to leave you at uh, the time you requested for the on-time departure. So our last question for you is, how's the best uh, way that anyone can follow you or contact you if you so wish uh, in this digitally crazy world? So, um, you know, I mean, uh, I think uh, Twitter, uh, so it's uh, uh, sprawl101, so uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm a reasonable user of Twitter, and, and I, I, I'm trying to keep up with my CEO, who's a much uh, much more active on Twitter than I am. And what's, so, what's his uh, Twitter, pro- Twitter probably is the best way to, uh, to, to, to follow me. I would say that, that trying to sell me stuff via LinkedIn is absolutely the worst way yeah, to contact Martin. me. <laughs> yep. Uh, I would say LinkedIn has become uh, a, 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 a very polluted place, unfortunately, in certain areas. And, and I, it's, it's uh, so absolutely do not try and contact me <laughs> LinkedIn to sell me anything because it absolutely will not work. Well, when you're the CMO um, of such a beautiful brand, everyone wants, to, everyone wants to PC you, I'm sure. So, Simon, I appreciate that. I'll put in the uh, CEO's Twitter handle as well, which I'll track. Yes, absolutely. And he's and uh, very adept at this. That's very cool. So, Simon, thanks so much for coming on the show and talking about this beautiful brand. Have a great day and we'll be in touch. Great. Thank you very much. Thanks, Simon. Thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minter Dialogue Show. You'll find the show notes on themindset.com. That's mindset with a Y, where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter at forward slash subscribe. If you like the show, please do rate it in iTunes. That really makes my day. Happy trails and enjoy Josh Sachs's Painted Fingers. Oh, fill me with all your any different way to rid me of the gray and heal me with all your imperfections that you mention in your lack of Care about the art form as long as you
how much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.